This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Did you know in Guwahati an annual congregation happens to celebrate the time when the goddess menstruates? Hello ladies, thank you for tuning into Guy from Guyana. This is Dr. Ash and I'm going to speak directly to you. things that you've always been wanting to hear from someone so let us begin our journey a new day a brand new episode where i talk to you about periods 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 does that make you uncomfortable did you just lower down the volume of your audio device well then you're not the only one in this modern society we rarely speak about the sudden blood and almost never really see it except privately by a woman or your doctor so today i take it upon me to break the ignominy and the embarrassment around this monthly ritual as many of you may call it and take you around the world to let you know how periods are a reason for celebration coming back to what i started with the bleeding goddess of kamakya I recently stumbled upon an article about Ambubachi Mela, a four-day festival that takes place in Kamakya Temple in Assam during monsoons. During those four days, the temple is closed as a sign of respect for Goddess Shakti, for she is considered to menstruate. This is considered an auspicious period where women pray for fertility. It celebrates the childbearing capabilities of a woman. On the fourth day, after the Garbhagriha bathing ritual, The temple is opened and prasada is distributed as angabastra which is the red cloth used to cover the yoni and angoda the water from the stream which is believed to be the fluid part of the goddess imagining a festival and ritual just for menstruation that is how sanctified periods can be let us move to the tikuna tribe of the amazonian rainforest when a girl first menstruates she is sent to live alone for a year during which only her grandmom is allowed to visit building on this generational relationships it is said that during this time she acquires skills of weaving identifying traditional plants and caring for the family when the year ends there is a procession as the girl comes back and ceremonies are held near the center of the village which is the maloka the girl is covered completely in a pigment uito which is removed during the ceremony revealing her to be a tribe woman with fest and celebration around elaborate feather drums and wine men offered hunted animals as a sign of respect the members of the tribe dressed as demons shake instruments and carry carved wooden penises to symbolize the temptations and seductions that the young girls might encounter and that women are strong enough to face it and embark on adulthood this is the palazon ceremony of the tikuna tribe a coming of age ritual for young girls marking the time when they enter womanhood now let's move to northwest california where in resides the hoopa tribe the natives of this tribe consider menarche to be incredibly powerful the kinhaldung or the girl who menstruates is visited by older women who share their knowledge and experience the girl wear a mask of blue jay feathers as the community has its ceremonial practices and the famous flower dance called chilwal to honor the importance of these girls to the tribe and the culture probably 
the most beautiful of these ceremonies is the sunrise ceremony of the Apache tribe of Arizona and Mexico to commemorate the first menstruation and their religious figure, changing woman. On a decided Friday in the summers, the girls, clad in traditional attire, dance for hours, followed by the run in four directions, marking the four stages of life. It is an intense physical ceremony for the girls, but also a spiritual one involving numerous hours of singing, praying and chanting. The girl is covered with clay and cornmeal, which she has to wash off only after four days. On the last day, she blesses people with pollen and gets in touch with her healing powers and reaches spiritual sacredness in the face of hard work and exhaustion. Just a beautiful ceremony with a very strong meaning. Wow! It is said, that a woman's body and her cycle resonates like the ebbs and the flows of the moon. There is no shame in bleeding. Instead, all it should be is a sense of strong self-knowing and self-power. Carrying this philosophy lives the Ojibwe tribe from Midwest America. The menstruating women honor monthly moons by temporarily moving to isolation, the moon lodge, the moons or the menses are the time to cleanse and reboot their system, take rest from childcare duties and devote their time purely to themselves. Other women from the tribe get meals, make sure that the women are content. This surely does trend in female relationship, reduces the stress and seems like a restorative and a valuable practice. All of these small tribes celebrate shared and lived experiences of women so as to not feel isolated or impure and thus help to build positive experience. Getting back to India, menstruation has always been celebrated since olden days. However, over the course of time, owing to several half-baked myths and stories, this topic is now interdicted. There are still places which revere the transition from girlhood to womanhood along the lines of the ancient times. Like in Tamil Nadu, the first menstruation is celebrated in a manner as big as a marriage. The function is called Manjal Nira to Visa. The young girl stays in a hut Kudaisi made from coconut leaves by her uncle. She receives sweets, flowers and jewellery. The whole function goes on for days and is concluded by Punyadhama. The hut is removed and the priest performs purification of the house. After that, there is a turmeric bathing ceremony following which the girl wears her first sari given by an adult. A similar celebration during Menarche happens in Andhra Pradesh too, which is called as Peda Manishi Pandaga. An almost identical event happens in Karnataka called Ritukala Samskara. Here, the girl puts on the famous half sari for the first time in her life and will continue to wear so till she drapes herself in a full sari during her marriage. Orissa, known as the land of temples, also has lesser known festival called Rajaprabha. It's a four-day festival that celebrates a girl's first step into womanhood, which is also considered as the time when goddess Earth or Bhudevi menstruates. Rajas in Sanskrit means menstruation. The four days of this festival are Pahila Raja, Mithuna Sankranti, Basi Raja and Vasumati Snana. The girl bathes in turmeric paste and is decked up with flowers and jewellery. The ceremonial bathing of Bhudevi completes the festival. The reason I allude to all this festival is cause these recognize the importance of menstruation in a woman's life, asserting that it isn't a curse or a shame, but it's a process as natural as budding of new flowers on a tree.
talking about celebrations and festivals are you aware of any food traditions around manake okay let me tell you a few i know about in japan when a girl gets her first period her mom cooks sekikan a dish which is made of sticky rice and red azuki beans as a means to announce the news to the family while in iceland the mother bakes a cake preferably red and white to laud the occasion as per the israeli tradition the girl is made to lick a spoonful of honey with the hope that her future periods will become easier to deal with whereas in croatia she raises her toast with a glass of red wine with her entire family canadians have something which is referred to as berry cleanse the girl is not allowed to have berries for that whole year but can collect and preserve them and later even have them to her heart's content and celebrate her womanhood in ghana the girl has to swallow a whole hard boiled egg apparently biting the egg is killing your babies hmm does that seem weird well then you have no clue as to how weird some traditions get when it comes to periods it is said in philippines that wiping the face with own period blood prevents breakouts well talk about menstrual blood being used as stem cell also the macedonians believe that washing her own underwear stained with the first blood brings good luck to the young girl now imagine being slapped when you bleed for the first time this is a tradition which is in many regions be it greek or turkey or even france apparently it is to make her cheeks look blush red but some believe it is so that the woman has shame throughout her life talk about period pains and then the slap ouch well sex during periods is still beyond the pale a menstruating woman is prohibited from engaging into sex in judaism and islam allegedly in indonesia one is forbidden from the same as stds increase for the menstrual blood is considered to be toxic while polis take it to a whole new level stating that sex with menstruating women can kill the partner on the contrary among the baul tribe of the west bengal having intercourse with a menstruating woman isn't viewed as indecorous this tribe has renounced society norms and live by singing and begging they even consider menstrual blood as a regenerative substance and drink it mixed with cow's milk coconut milk camphor palm juice sugar apparently it is considered to bring love and prosperity there's a belief in afghanistan where they say that having a shower while on periods can make you gazak that is infertile likewise in bali and orthodox judaism bathing is prohibited during the days of bleeding till the ritual bath at the end of the cycle called mikeh menstruation still remains stigma for many even in this era it is considered impure and menstrual isolation is a common practice in countries like india nepal bali etc nepal even has a name for it called chaupadi in certain indian households menstruating women are given separate rooms separate utensils and are not allowed to enter kitchen or temples in the same vein in some interiors of maharashtra these women are sent to small huts called gaukar which even lack a kitchen or proper sanitation they are not allowed to wash hair till the period ends they are not allowed to set curds jams they are not even allowed to cook and are dependent on others what we lack to see is the fact that health of a woman is compromised largely due to lack of hygiene sanitation and even suffocation in those poor huts 
forget the bleeding and the availability of proper menstrual hygiene. If you talk about traditions and practices in India, the Vedas never mentioned any prohibition from rituals during menstruation, nor did they mention any ban from the temple. Upanishads even referred to sexual sadhana or sex during periods as Raja Yoga. In Tantric sadhana, menstruation is viewed as sacred and pure, regarded as Swayambhu or Swapushpa. Current ideals are propounded and breeded by laws of Manusmriti, stating periods are a communicable disease, adding a notion of ritual impurity to it. The lack of knowledge of religious scriptures, along with the taboos and the myths, and the discourse of treating menstruation as natural, the subordination of women becomes difficult in a patriarchal society. Truth be told, I do not mean to belittle or propagate any religion or traditions and customs. For me, it is the health and the life of the woman that matters. There is nothing impure or unholy about menstruation. The shedding of blood has historically been seen as a male act of heroism be it battlefields or sports, with milestones and stories to talk about. Female bleeding every month is more mundane, and they are expected to get on with it, despite its existence being the reason that every single life begins. The whole reason for this episode is to understand that periods are not an insult. We need to come out of the shame and silence. It is time to reframe the cultural significance of periods with a universal idea where women accept and celebrate their ability to menstruate. That's all I have for you in this episode. If you love this episode, do share your views on my Instagram or Twitter handle. Let me leave you with a thought. Remember, you matter, you are important and you're hers. I'm all about you and I wish you an amazing week ahead. Goodbye.